Mark Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaah. Nikaq de masno, dukhe dil ka marham. Nikaq de masno, dukhe dil ka marham. Ye farma gaye. Hai Rasool-e-Mukarram ye farma gaye Hai Rasool-e-Mukarram Ye shadi hai beshak Muhabbat ka zina Ye shadi hai beshak Muhabbat ka zina Baharon ki aamad Sabaka tarannum Baharon ki aamad Sabaka tarannum نکاق دے مسنو دکھے دل کا مرہم یہ فرما گئے ہے رسول مکرم السلام علیکم ورحمت اللہ وبرکاتہ اہلن وسہلن ومرحبا بکم It's a beautiful Tuesday morning here uh, on our program, The Bliss of Marriage I see Haji Suleiman S of his, the engineer he says Malana it's a beautiful Beautiful, mashallah, Tuesday morning, Yomul Thulatha. Arafat bin Ibrahim Hatia is the name. Um, just before we begin with our bliss of marriage, we have one made announcement. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, do we belong and unto him is our final abode. The mayat of Marhuma Fatima Padia. Uh, it says here, mother and mother-in-law uh, of mother-in-law. Mother of, mother of, Mulan Umar Farouk, uh, Yusuf, Ibrahim, and uh, Muhammad. The address is number 34, Daker Road, Isipingo Beach. Pickup time will be at 10 past 12 from uh, uh, from uh, 34, Daker Road. Chanaza Salah will be after Zahar at Talimuddin in Isipingo. Zahar Namaz will be at 12.30. Uh, the barrio will be Dial Road, Muslim, Kabalistan. Uh, that's the mate of Marhuma Fatima Padia, mother of Mulana Umar Farouk, Yusuf Ibrahim and Muhammad. Uh, will be living at number 34 Dekar Road, Isipingo Beach. Pickup time will be at 10 past 12 from the residence. Chanaza Salah will be after Zohar at Talimuddin, Isipingo Beach. Zohar will be at 12.30. Proceeding to the Dial Road, Muslim Kabbalistan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant the Marhuma the highest stages in Jannah to fill those. And of course, not forgetting to recite... Um, Three times Surah Ikhlas on behalf of the Marhuma. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for the family as well, for the Padia family. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant uh, the family sabrun jameel. Ameen, 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 ya rabbal alameen. I want to welcome the listeners of Sirius FM, Haji Faisal Asmal and Hafiz Yusuf Asmal and Company. And um, I want to welcome the listeners of Marika Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. Remember, our WhatsApp number is 084-786-3132. 084-786-3132. International overseas listeners, plus 2784-786-3132. Ustada, we welcome you into the bliss of marriage this beautiful Tuesday morning. Assalamu alaikum. Rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Ustad Wa alaykum assalam Wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Barakallahu feekum Arafat jazakallahu khairan Listener says uh, Mufti Sab When my husband wants to buy something Or anything First he must make mashwara And tell his mother and sisters first Ustad is it permissible? 
بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد all praise due to Almighty Allah the sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of the universe peace, blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam before I respond to that few announcements, remember those of you in different parts of the world who started fasting on Thursday, your etikaf will start tonight. So meaning before Maghrib, you are sitting, for example, in all parts of Africa besides South Africa. So for etikaf, so before sunset, you should be already inside the masjid if you are going to sit for the sunnah etikaf the last 10 days. And you should know the virtue of it. Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Mani takafa ashran fi Ramadan. Whosoever is going to observe the last ten days of etikaf in the masjid, obviously, then kana kahajjataini wa umratain. For him the reward is two hajj and two umrah. The hadith is mentioned in Targhib wa Targhib and in Bayhaqi as well. And very important for all the Mu'takifin brothers going to sit for etikaf as the trustees or as the imam, what is the boundary of the masjid? So many people, even this morning one person told me he's going to sit for etikaf. He said, but I want to go outside for a walk and all that. I told him, bye. Your etikaf will be broken already. So you can't be going for a walk and all that outside the masjid and so forth. So that is very, very important. Those of you who are like South Africa, you started fasting on Friday, so then you must remember your etikaf will start tomorrow. So that is Wednesday, just before Maghrib, before sunset, you should be already in the masjid and then your etikaf will start. So make sure we know what we are doing. Don't just go hurt mentality and we don't know what we are doing. Then the Janaza, the lady who passed away from Ispingo Beach, she was an avid, avid listener of Marcus Sahaba and I know the family very well. Is our Baipadya's brother, Amkis, we used to call Amkis family, that she passed away. So we all should make dua, make dua for Baimota also. He passed away in 1998, and now so many other members of the family passed away. So Allah Jalla Allah grant all the marhumin Jannatul Firdaus, Ameen, and always learn these two verses. I always tell you all. Surah 14, Surah Ibrahim, verse 41. Rabbana filli wali walidayya walil mu'minina yawma yaqoomul hisab. Oh, beloved Allah, forgive me, forgive my beloved parents and the believers the day the reckoning is established. And people, we don't even know they passed away, but we know they were Muslim brother, Muslim sister in South Africa, Africa, other parts of the world. So read Surah 59. Surah Hashar verse 10 رَبَّنَا فِي لَنَا وَلِإِخْوَانِنَا الَّذِينَ سَبَقُونَا بِالْإِيمَانِ O Allah forgive us forgive our brothers sisters who passed away before us with Iman now we come to the question and answer so your husband when he wants to buy something he wants to sell something he consults with his mother he consults with his sister but it seems he's not consulting with you the wife so you must remember there are three angles, perspectives to this. Shura, Mashura, Mushawara, all these words are synonymous. What does it mean? 
istikhrajul asal. So from the honeycomb, you take out the best, best honey. So that's the literal meaning of it. So mashura means you consult with this one, that one, and whatever is the best for you, what you feel provided is halal, so remember, so that you practice on. Quran Sharif, remember, encourages <coughs> mashura, husband, wife, what a shahurin, Quran says. There what a shahurin means, husband, wife should consult regarding the weaning of the baby, that now you, the wife, the mother, you breastfeeding the child, so that should be done with mutual, you know, consultation and so forth. Washawirhum fil amr. Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa used to receive wahi revelation. But yet he, the master, alayhi salatu salam, was commanded by Allah regarding important, important issues. Consult with them, the senior, senior sahaba and beloved students of the master, alayhi salam. Wa amruhum shura bainum. So many verses in the noble Quran. In Maqasid Hasana, Allama Sakhawi Rahimahullah has mentioned the following that Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu said, Ma khaba manistakhara, that person will not be a failure who made istikhara. Wama nadima manistashara, and that person will not regret who made mashura. So all that in his place. However, the one thing wrong that your husband is doing, that everything, it seems, he is only making mashura with his mother and sister and leaving you out of the equation, that's wrong. You, the first one, he should be consulting and so forth. And then he can go to his mother or sister and so forth. Not make you feel that you're an outsider and so forth. Quran says, and it's Ramadan ayats, you know, all the ayats of Ramadan, Surah 2, Surah Baqarah, verses 183 to 187. So there Allah Ta'ala says, Chapter 2, verse 187, and husband, wife, they are garments to one another. They are clothing for one another. So that means that we must be close to one another and we should be helping one another in duk and suk at a time of prosperity, at a time of adversity. So just tell your husband. And if you don't want to listen, you must tell him the story when you're alone with him and when he's in a good mood. You must tell him, Habi, you know what? That when a person gets married, you have a father-in-law, you have a mother-in-law, you have a brother-in-law, you have a sister-in-law. So all that you have, but you must remember, the wife, she is the law. So you must tell him that. So inshallah, so you'll get the message then inshallah. Somebody says, Ustaz, that my husband is a professional earning well, but he doesn't want to pay for the house expenses. Because he feels I'm wealthy and what will I do with my money? Ustad. Remember whether you're a multi-millionaire or multi-billionaire. That's not his business, you must remember. When he said the day he married you, 10, 15, 18, 20 years ago, Nakah to her, I am marrying her, Fatima Zainab Aisha Jamila. Waqabil to her, I am accepting her. So it means roti, kapra, makan, everything is on him. So he must provide for you shelter, he must provide for you clothing, provide for you medication, provide for you, you must remember food. Everything is on him. 
Whatever you spend on yourself, whatever you spend on the children, whatever you spend on him or the house, that is mimbabil ihsan. You are just doing a favor. It's not something imposed and compulsory, mandatory upon you. Whilst on him, it's compulsory. So he's got the wrong end of the miswak. You must tell him that. In Islam, that he's a doctor, he's a lawyer, he's a pilot, whatever Allah alone knows and is earning 100,000, 80,000 a month or whatever. So, or more maybe. So, you can't be so stingy. The best charity is what Nabi Salam said. So, you must remember, you know, they say, say, charity begins at home. That also they stole from Islam. That's the hadith. Mustafa Rasulullah Rahmatulil Alameen Sallallahu Alaihi taught us that charity begins at home. So what good is there is giving this masjid, that madrasa, this adarulum, but he's not spending on you, not spending on the children. He said, no, you rich, you must spend. So he's shirking his responsibilities and that is haram and is a sin also upon him. So start, does a wife have to forgive her husband if he was wrong? And she corrected him. Then he got angry and physically abused her. He's now asking for maaf. Who's that? It depends. You must remember that what are we talking about? If the husband committed zina, adultery, Allah forbid, then it's not compulsory that the wife should forgive him because that scar will always remain. But let's say now the wife, you must remember that she rectified him and told him that, okay, I will forgive you. And then he got angry and then he gave her a smack. Or what. So obviously he's in the wrong and so forth and so on. Or, for example, the husband, that he don't want to wake up suhoor time or salat time, fajr time, out of Ramadan or in Ramadan. So now you rectified him, told him, no, you must. And then he got angry and then he swore you, abused you or what. So all that. Third one, or he was chatting. You know, today every second male is chatting with somebody else's wife or somebody's daughter, you know. So, so many problems it is causing. Allah alone protect us. Always read this dua, all of us, male and female. How many women are having affairs? You understand? Half these questions, they come by us. So, Allah protect us all. Allahumma, oh beloved Allah. You didn't see I sent out yesterday. I sent out yesterday. So remember that in Johannesburg, one masjid. So that when the Ravi starts, so the three ladies, girls, they walk away. And the car comes and pick them up, and then they're gone, and here and there, and everything. I sent it out to everybody. Then somebody spotted the one girl. She was busy with that guy. So that guy who spotted them, he phoned that girl's father. The father came, and he gave the daughter a good hiding. So when we tell you it's haram for you ladies to go masjid and all that, now you understand why? You tell your parents, you're going to, or you tell your family, we're going for tarawih. But then you're busy with your own gymnastics, you understand? So all shaitan yet, and that in the month of Ramadan. When the shaitans are already chained up, we became shaitan, you see? So these are all funny, funny things. So now, my sister, my advice to you, so if you must remember you can see he is really asking for forgiveness not from the tip of his tongue from the bottom of his heart and really you must remember he's showing regret remorse then you should follow you should forgive him why you should forgive him because Quran Sharif teaches us Allah when you forgive somebody then Allah will forgive you more and more and more 
mistake the incident, why this verse was revealed. Sayyidina al-Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala no, is sponsoring Sahaba. Some were very, very poor and so forth. Some of them got caught up in their propaganda and some, you know, that Allah forbid that in the battle, you must remember, on the fifth year of the Hijrah, you know. So they went there and to that place, uh, Muraisi and so forth. Anyway, so Mustaliq Ghazwa Bani Mustaliq. So that's the Ghazwa's name in the fifth year of the Hijrah. And then the necklace of Hazrat Aisha radiallahu anha got lost. So she waited as it Safwan came and then the hypocrites saw this. They said something happening there. So Allah Ta'ala exonerated her. Allah elevated the rank. But Sayyidina Bakr, because he was very upset, I'm sponsoring you and you go and also make this kind of accusation against my beloved daughter, the honorable wife of Nabi alayhi salam. Wallahi, I'm no more going to sponsor you. Allah Ta'ala revealed the verse, Wala ya'atali ulul fadli minkum. You should not take this kind of oath. He paid the kafara, and then Allah said, Forgive them. Allah tuhibbuna yaghfirullahu lakum. So imagine how hurt he was, but yet Allah Ta'ala said, Forgive them. So Allah will forgive you more and more. So therefore, you, the wife, forgive your husband if he's showing regret and remorse. But tell him, that if this continues, then you will think about leaving the marriage and leaving the house. So you must put your cards also and cover yourself for the future. Not to make you a fool today, this woman, and after one week, another woman, and so forth and so on. Ustad, can my wife read Salah on my behalf? She's very kind and sweet to me, Ustad. Yeah, I'm sure you go straight to hell. She'll be very sweet, but you'll go straight to hell. Quran Sharif says, Ma salakakum fi sakhar. What made you walk straight into Jahannam, the hellfire? So you must remember the person will say that no, that he never ate salat. First thing he will say that. When it's time to collect money, then you will collect the money. You won't say my wife is sweet, she must take it for her. When it's time you buy a new car, you won't say no, wife is very sweet, it's her car. So you see, when it comes for salat and all that, so this shows how weak our iman has become. Ijma and this consensus. La yuswalli ahadun an ahadin. No one can perform salat on behalf of another. Absolutely haram. And you, the person, you go straight to Jahannam and the hellfire. That's what the Quran Karim states. Hmm. Somebody says, can Muftisab explain how many days is nifas for a Shafi woman? And when should she take her bath? And that's number one. Number two is, and is it correct for the imam of a masjid to announce that no one should correct the imam in Tarawih? Ustad? Yeah, there are three issues. What is nifas? Nifas is the bleeding, remember, the woman experiences after giving birth. So that's the first issue. Second issue, what is the minimum period of nifas? There's no minimum period. What is the maximum period? According to the Hanafis and according to the Hanbalis is 40 days. According to the Shafi'is and Malikis is 60 days. So you, my auntie, my lay sister from, cooks, from, from Cape Town eating cook sisters night time, mashallah. So in a case like that, your maximum period is 60 days, 6-0, all right? 
But after you gave birth, now after 21 days, 31 days, 35 days, 40 days, so you stopped and 100% you stopped and you're sure about it, then immediately you must take a bath and then you must resume Salat. And all the Salat you must and all that because of Nifas, that is forgiven. But the fast you must remember that is not forgiven. So Qadha will be compulsory after Eid. So Eid will be Saturday, inshallah, not the Saturday, next week, Saturday, the 22nd of April, inshallah, Aziz. So in a case like that, that after that, from the Sunday onwards, you can start keeping Qadha. So that is the most important things that you should know. It's haram for Imam to make such an announcement. Nobody must take out his mistakes and so forth and so on. It's a sign of his arrogance and pride and all that. What he thinks? Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa made mistake in Salat. So what he think? He won't make mistake. Second one, if he means this, that nobody must take out his mistakes. Beside the appointed one, he's got one, two people appointed there. So that is right. That announcement he can make. You must, and he should make that. Because people from the back and here and there, they want to rectify. Especially now when we come towards the easy surahs, you know, some people, like Surah Yasin. So now people will be reading Surah Yasin. So you get one guy in the third serve, in the fourth serve, fifth serve, in the fourth row. From there they want to correct. So it's not their business that. There are one, two people that are there. Therefore, it's Hadith in Tirmidhi. Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, لِيَلِيَنِّي مِنْكُمْ أُلُوا الْأَحْلَامِ وَالنُّهَا Only those people should be behind the Imam, the people of intelligence and the people who know what to do if the Imam makes a mistake or huzu breaks or something. That is called istikhlaf. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu arda was stepped, he fell down. Abdurrahman bin Auf radiallahu anhu went on and he continued with the Salat. So imagine even at that time, so we must know that who must stand behind the Imam. Today sometimes you get jahil, ignorant people standing behind the Imam. They don't even know ten surahs properly. So how are you going to rectify the Imam? So therefore, if the Imam said nobody else beside the appointed brother, so that is fine. But if he said nobody at all, that is totally haram and unacceptable. Ustad, listen to this brother here. He says, is it a sin not to tell my wife about my second wife? Because my wife says it's a sin. Please move this up. I'm recording you. Don't twist your words. Ustad. Yes, we don't twist words. We shoot straight, my brother. (laughs) Just like an AK-47, we shoot straight. So I want to ask you one, brother, one question. You got your first wife. Then you went privately in the hotel or in the car or whatever, and then you made the second wife, right? So this type of things. If you made the nikah with the second wife, she knows about it. Obviously, you know, you got two witnesses. But her father and them don't know that nikah itself is not valid. Your second wife's father, your father-in-law from your second wife, if they don't know that nikah is not valid, Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, La nikah illa bi waliin. That nikah is not permissible except with the consent of the wali. And wali means the biological father, the biological grandfather, paternal grandfather, the dada, pa, sapa, and it means the brother and so forth and so on. So the hadith is authentic in Abu Dawood, Tirmidhi, Ibn Majah, and so forth.
Third one is dead, therefore Islam said, A'alinun nikah, wajaluhu fil masajid, hadith in Tirmidhi, announce the nikah, everybody must know, and that area, and perform it in the masjid. So nikah is not meant to be something secret and so forth. That the kuffar Shias they do, that they go, meet ye, meet ye, bang, wham, thank you, ma'am, finish, after one hour, everything done, and that is what Khomeini wrote, la'anahullah, in tawdihul masail, so you should be very, very clear on that issue there. Now, I want to pose one question to you. You say that you got two wives, but your wife must not know about the first, about the second wife. Your first wife must not know about the second one. You die now, you pass away now. So your inheritance, then that second wife will come and say, hey, Lester Iso, listen to me, that I'm his wife mm. also. You see all the ramifications. So who's to blame for all that? You go straight to hell. Because why? Because in your world, you did not make provision for the second wife and so forth. Because nobody knows about it and so forth. Quran says, Surah 4, verse 14, وَمَنْ يَعْسِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ وَيَتَعَدَّ حُدُودًا That whosoever disobeys Almighty Allah and Mustafa وسلم, and you exceed the boundaries, the limits, Allah Ta'ala said, this is the share, this is the share, you increase somebody's share, you decrease it, or you deprive, so yeah, the second wife will be deprived, because nobody knows. So what are the consequences? Allah dispatches that person to Jahannam, the hellfire, for a very, very long period. So my brother, you forget all this business of your, it's sinful, 100% is sinful. So you want to keep secret wife in Islam? There's no secret wife. There's no spay wheel business in Islam. Remember that. And Quran said, Surah 4, verse 3, you want to take second, third, fourth wife, the biggest condition is justice. For in khiftum Allah ta'adilu fawahida. If you fear you can't do justice, then stay by the first wife only. Old is gold buta. So mm. that is our advice to you. He says uh, that uh, the second wife, the parents did give permission, but of course the agreement is not to tell the first wife. So he says his nikah is valid to start. So the nikah is valid. What are you going to do about inheritance? So you must remember that. What are you going to do about that? Mm. So you must remember that. And still is wrong what you're doing because you must remember you're not doing justice. You're spending every night here by the first wife and then once in a while you go to the second wife. You meet her there by her house or in a hotel or wherever. So all that is not jais. There must be justice, you see. Brother, don't practice on Islam selectively and then try and justify it also. Ustad, listen to this question. It's, uh, it just came in now. It says, I am married for three years. Last night I found out my husband, who is an imam of a masjid, and a monana has been having an affair with another man and is gay. I am in shock. I don't know how to approach the topic. I don't know how to tell my in-laws and my family. I am shattered and broken. We have a two-year-old baby, Ustad. So obviously, if you have a two-year-old baby, then he can't be gay and homosexual only. So he'll be bisexual, what we will say. That is fulfilling your rights, but now he doesn't find that so interesting. So it's Adam and Eve. Then he found Adam and Steve also interesting. Allah forbid, Allah forbid. So we must have proper evidence. You must remember that we answer the questions as the questions are posed to us. Obviously, right? We don't even know who are the people asking the question. If it's a conditional clause, if what you said is true, then my advice to you, sister, is 
Go to your local ulama or jamiyats and so forth. Oh, your Molana, your husband, you know where he studied. Contact his principal and Molana and whatever and so forth. And remember, tell them this has happened. And remember, what should I do? Should I stay in this marriage? <laughs> should I apply for a talaq or divorce? Should I apply for fasakh, annulment of marriage and so forth? Because you must remember, if that is true, remember that is a crime that is worse than adultery and fornication, and it is punishable by death. If really he is busy with another person, male and male, whether it's Muslim or non-Muslim, the other person. So, uqtulul fa'il wal maf'ul, the hadith of Mustafa, Habibuna sallallahu sallam, is for the homosexuals and the gays, both parties who are sane and mature, there must be the death penalty for them, open mishkat, Mustafa Ahmad and so forth. So it's a very, very serious, heinous crime. And you, my advice to you as a daughter I'm giving you, you should then go back to your parents and then rethink this whole thing that should I go back to this person who's involved in such heinous crimes and so forth and then on top of it is an imam, is a maulana and all these type of things there. So remember when Allah wants to disgrace a person, whosoever Allah disgraces, there's none to give him honor. Chapter 22, verse number 18. Let me give you some background, sister. Allah just put in my head now. This is the status quo, the way I read it, right? In kana sawaban, if it's correct, for min Allah. Wa in kana khataan, for minni wa min shaitan. So you must remember that, that this husband of yours, he was studying in ABC XYZ Darulum. He started this whole nonsense already in the Darulum. Understood? So because you must remember that people, they want to try. Now, we don't mean we start condemning the Darulums. Everywhere you will get some bad apples and so forth. So the Darulums we need and are doing good work. So, but he, this person, so he qualified three, four, five years ago, and then he got married and so forth. But that old habit of his, he can't forget, you see. So now he goes on with that and so forth. So he thought he will get away with it. Allah's one system is this. You commit the crime once, twice. Allah sometimes will make satari, he will cover it. But when you continue with it, Mm. then Allah will expose you and expose you in such a way that everybody will come to know about it. So sister, my advice to you, that first you contact your parents. Second, your Mawlana, where he studied this madrasa, this darulum, wherever, contact them. Third one, then you make a decision and see. If you are my daughter, I will tell you, you should never stay with such a person. You must remember that (laughs) because people who have these tendencies, very seldom they come out of it. And Habibuna Rasulullah Hadith in Mishkat Sharif. One of the things, many things Nabi Alayhi Salam warned us, like Dajjal, like Ulama Esu, the scholars for dollars and so forth. 
And one is this, that one of the things I fear for my ummah is those people, amila amala qawmilutin, the gay business, the homosexual business, and so forth. So that is my advice I'm giving to you. Allah protect us. And I just told you the dua just now. Read always. Allahumma hassin farji. Allahumma hassin. Ya Allah, protect and fortify our private part, my yes. private part. You see, today was the problem. I can take an oath on this if the story is true. You just catch it, get hold of his phone and go watch how many porn movies he's watching. Go see how many things he's trying. So he's watching. So it's natural. Anything you keep on watching, watching, then you want to experiment with it. Let me try this. Let me try that. Tomorrow he'll try with you also. That, how the Kufar Shia say, you can sodomize your wife and all these type of things. You must remember that. Therefore, my advice to you, how are you going to sleep with a person that is involved in gay business? Yeah, and yeah. End of the day, you also will then be Allah forbid, impacted negatively. Allah forbid. So that is my advice, Ben, and very, very sad, very tragic. And But you see, I leave it open. I tell Mohan Arafat, I tell Suleiman, I tell all. Leave the questions open. We can't adopt the ostrich mentality and push things under the carpet all the time. This is a reality. It's happening in our society, whether it's in South Africa and overseas. And you know that today, under our democratic South Africa, everything is open. There's nothing. There's no censorship at all. So you just press one button and you just see how many things will come out. You You can just see we're busy with one program. You understand? I want to do my emails. I I want to answer the WhatsApp. Suddenly you see an advert popping up. You never ask for it. But these shaitans, these haramis, they will put a three-quarter naked woman there. They will put this there. Put there. Say, no, Edward, 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 and this there. You want to read an article, what's happening in Palestine, what's happening in Syria? Suddenly, in between, Edward will come. 90% of the time, it's a lady half naked and all that. So that's how they try and win your mind and your thoughts and your emotions. This is how subliminal messages work and so Allah alone protect us. We're going into bigger and bigger mm. fitnas. Remember that. <laughs> Allah Akbar. I see uh, the sister is crying, Ustad, and she says, what's going to happen to my two-year-old daughter? That's one. And there's another question that came in from Cape Town. It says, uh, Muftisab, this is happening a lot in Cape Town, but even the ulama, some of them are agreeing with it, where Muslims are, are gay. Titi uh, Fiqi, that's what it says here, from Cape Town, Ustad. Yeah, there are three questions. Very good question. You, the sister, asked. Remember that you must make sure that even if you have to engage and bring lawyers and all that, advocates, attorneys, make sure you have custody, sole custody of that son, daughter of yours. He must be totally disqualified. Islamically, he's not fit to have custody of your child. Remember that. If really what you said is true and so forth, then 100% is disqualified. So you must ensure you have sole, sole custody, exclusive. You must remember that. Yes, you must remember Sister Dan, Kapstadt. You must remember Cape Town is well known. Cape Town 
Tehran is the one of the capitals of the world for the gay business, remember. So many foreigners come to South Africa. They don't come to Johannesburg, Gauteng, Durban, all. Straight away, Kapstadt. Why? The mother city. So mother city, they don't look for mother. They look for brother. You see? Brother, mm. brother. And then the things, they happen. So you must remember that sometimes it's Adam and Eve. Sometimes it's Adam and Steve. Sometimes it's Madam and Eve. And alles Khabir, you know? Because South Africa, they say, everything kullu halal. That's South Africa today. So Cape Town is the fact. This is the reality. Is one of the gay capitals of the world. And remember, I had a debate with that so-called imam, and I told him, I can't even shake your hand. And I told him that you die now, we will announce nobody must bury you in a Muslim graveyard. You are straight away murdered. He says, no, that these verses in the noble Quran of homosexuality, and that is when one guy was raping the other guy. But if there's mutual consent, then it is permissible. I told him that tafsir of yours, we reject it totally. So imagine how they make tahrif and change the meaning of the noble Quran. I debated with him and I told him on his face and it went viral so many places in the world. So you must remember that I told him it's 100% murtad. So it can be imam, it can be sheikh, it can be maulana, it can be mufti, whoever it is, Allah alone protect us. They involved in these kind of things, we must name them, we must shame them, and we must excommunicate them. People must know that they can never be performing nikah, performing salah. You know what I mean, performing nikah, perform other people's nikah, perform salat, and this, and all, perform jummah, and so forth. We must never give such people, immoral people, the platform when they indulge in this type of heinous crimes. Allah alone protect us. Allahu Akbar, Ameen, 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 19 minutes to 12, we're going to go inshallah for an interval, when we come back, we will continue inshallah with the bliss of marriage, stay tuned. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Well, it's 11.44. Uh, South African time There are many questions That came in So inshallah Just bear with us Our beloved Wonderful listeners Of Merka Sahaba And uh, Sirius FM Who said of course uh, I think uh, Tonight or tomorrow night uh, Will be the last 10 nights Inshallah of Itikaf A listener wants to know That a lady wants to sit Or our wife wants to sit For Itikaf What's the Sharia law Start? What's the guidelines Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Yeah I will just go three ahadis And you should know from here And it's a lesson for all of us right Number one is this All these are ahadis in Bukhari, Muslim, Mishkat and so forth Inna nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Yajtahidu fil ashril awakhir Ma la yajtahidu fi ghayrihi This is authentic hadith in Muslim Sharif he, Habibuna, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, used to exert himself much, much more during the last 10 nights of Ramadan compared to the first 20 days. So each one of us, that wherever you are, if you are in other parts of Africa besides South Africa, you are there in America, Europe, and 
so forth, Saudi or wherever, Arab countries. So you know your 21st night is starting today, tonight. You must remember that. So everyone should have a timetable. Let me do something extra. Example, let me read Quran Sharif more. Let me read more Durood Sharif, Salawat upon Nabiul Mustafa, more istighfar, more charity. That I go to the masjid, Maghrib time, Isha time, so let me give some poor people some extra charity. And so. so if we want to do, we can do much more. There's no question about that, right? So that's one. Second one, look at the amal and the action, the precedent set by the Prophet ﷺ, Mustafa, Habibuna ﷺ. You will find in Mishkat, in Mustafa Ahmad, various compilations. When the last ten days came, then three things Nabi ﷺ would do. Shadda mi izarahu, fasan the izar. Fazan the izar means a kinayatun anin nisa. So meaning it means itizal anin nisa. It means that Nabi Ali Salam would not go to the wives because it's etikaf, so you must remember that. Second one, that Nabi wa ahya layla. You suspend the whole night or majority portion of the night in the state of awakeness. Third one, wa aqada ahlahu. Nabi would then tell the children, the wives, they all must wake up because the masjid and the, and the houses were all like attached. So remember that. So all this is Mishkat and Mr. Ahmed. So me and you, that the husband is doing. So don't only you do, create the environment in your in your house, your wife, your children, wake them up a little bit earlier. Tell them these are the odd nights and so forth. So that is what we must do, what targheeb, by giving encouragement. You see, you, the wife, you awake. Normally it's the wife that wake up earlier. And remember, because they have to prepare the suhoor and thus and that. So tell the husband and children, come on, all of you also wake up. How many more Ramadans we got in our life? How many more odd nights we got? Nobody knows. Only Allah Jalla Wala knows. Those of you who want to sit for etikaf, I gave you the hadith, but I'll repeat, Mani ashran fi Ramadan. You want to sit for etikaf now during the last 10 days, then for that person, you receive the reward of two hajj and two umrah. The hadith mentioned by Imam Bayaki and mentioned by Allama Munziri, Rahimamullah, and his targhib wa targhib. Okay? So now we are addressing you, my sisters, my daughters, and mothers, right? So, first thing, you are married, you want to sit for the etikaf, you must take permission from your husband. You're not married, you must take permission from your father, your biological father, right? So that's first. Second one, you must be free from your haze and menses. You must be free from nifas and your postnatal. So that if you're in menses or you're expecting menses and that, you can't be sitting in etikaf for the last 10 days. Remember that. Third one is this, that the room that you read Salat, so you must say, this is my boundary. You can make two rooms your boundary. To this now in the morning, I answered one lady. She says she's alone there, and she wants to sit for etikaf. Her husband gave permission and so forth. But now she has to prepare, because her husband definitely is not going to prepare. So I told her, for her, so what she must do, she must make intention, the room and the kitchen is a boundary, you see. So in that way, she does that, so then she can go kitchen, come back, and all these kind of things there. But she can't be sleeping with her husband and all that, remember that. 
Don't sleep in the same room also because you know then a lot of things. You know, first is social distancing. Then the magnet comes. Then you come closer, closer, closer. And then the explosion takes place. You understood? Nighttime also you can't do and daytime obviously you can't do. So you must remember that. Daytime you're fasting and nighttime is etikaf. So the etikaf is day and night. So remember, wala tu hunna. Tell husband you stay in the other room there, finish. And these things here. And I'll prepare your meals and all. You can have meals together, no problem. But not you start sleeping in the same room or same bed and all that. That's asking for trouble, you must remember that. And then basically, how much you can speak to people and so forth. But remember, people ask. How many times today people were asking, what is the best thing I must read, I must do when I'm in etikaf? So I told them the greatest thing you must do is ijtinab anil ma'asi, to stay away from vices and sins. That is the greatest. And the dalil and the proof is in hadith in Tirmidhi. Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ittaqil maharim takun a'badan nas. Stay away from haram speech, haram actions, haram food, haram everything. Then you will become the most pious of people. You will become a buzruk. You will become waliullah. You see, in life, to do is easy. I can read all Quran. I can do this. I can read Salatul Tasbih. I can do a lot of things like that. But to abstain, that is difficult. So taqwa means that. That first you must learn to abstain. Abstain from kufr, blasphemy, from shirk, polytheism, and abstain from nifaq and hypocrisy. Abstain from kabair, the major, major sins. And abstain from bid'ah and all those innovations. Abstain from sagair, the minor, minor sins. Abstain from minal mushtabahat, the things that are doubtful. So these are all the grades of taqwa and piety and so forth. So that is what you should understand. So you mutakifin, the men and women, so main thing is that you stay away from sins. Now today our brothers, if you got a hundred brothers sitting in Etikaf, eighteen ninety of them will have their cell phone. So now they are alone in the masjid. So now he's watching the news, he's watching one movie, he's watching the woman. Imagine that sin now becomes multiplied, multiplied, multiplied. You're doing that right in the house of Almighty Allah. A person swears outside the masjid is a sin. A person swears right inside the masjid. Even you can understand the sin will be much worse. So similarly, brothers, sisters, when you say you're going to stay for etikaf, then you must remember that. Then you must be the one that, you understand, that you must show respect and reverence to the masjid. In my mind, I was thinking, I only said once for etikaf. Mm-hmm. 1979, I came for a holiday from Karachi, and I had to go back. So anyway, so I told my sister, my Masi, my Kala, and all of them, they're in Ispingo Beach, that, you know, I want to get married. They told me, yeah, yeah, there's a nice girl here. And that. Anyway, so I told them, let's get married before Ramadan. They said, no, 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 after Ramadan. So I said, fine. So we got married on Shawwal, Shawwal 10th also. The day Siddiqa said Aisha, Habibuna, Salasam, Nikah to Siddiqa, Shawwal the 10th. So it is Alhamdulillah. 
Nevertheless, so this was in 79, so I said, let me sit for etikaf after marriage is difficult, you know. So I said, so there's two, three youngsters. Why I'm telling you, you will see there's a reason. Mm. So there's two, three youngsters, they also came. So sometimes I used to hear what they say. Sometimes we don't know what they're saying. So now they thought I'm fast asleep. So 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock at night, I was sleeping half asleep, half awake. So this one guy took one bed sheet, you know, white in color. Mm. And he's in one corner, I mean one, the other guy is in the one corner. Then I will work the old masjid. So he went to the other guy because they thought I'm sleeping. And he said, me, I'm a jinn, I'm a jinn. You heard I'm a jinn. So that guy, he knew that is that other guy. He gave him one smack in the masjid, you understand? He said, I'm also a jinn. I want jinn giving a smack to the other guy. <laughs> you see? <laughs> so, you said, then a big commotion and all that. Then I had to, like, you understand, just tell them now this is, you know, <laughs> so that lesson I want to teach you. Sometimes we send people for etikaf, youngsters or whoever. Then, for them, it's one big jol. Mm. It's one big carnival party going on. They will bring the microwave. They will bring the mini fridge. They will bring dust. They will bring that and whatever and all that. And then they will say, come on, let's play one fool with this guy. I know of a masjid here in Lens. One day we went inside. The children are playing soccer in the masjid. Uh, understand? They, they put one topi here, one topi there. They said, that is the palace. You know, Molana, you're a soccer mm, player. So this is the palace. This is where we're going to score goals. On the other side, they put the gopo topi here, topi there. And they're playing. We entered, they're playing soccer in the masjid. Now, what etikaf is that, you tell me? So that's why I'm mentioning. So you need some senior people in the masjid. You send all these lighties there, they will turn that masjid upside down. Remember that. You will find soccer going on there. You will find, you must remember, they're busy with the girls and what and what phone and emails to the females and what and what. So rather you don't come for etikaf because now you're committing sins right in the house of Allah. Fi buyutin adin Allah. Allah Ta'ala called the masajid, the buyud, the houses of Allah. So therefore, brother, sister, you want to set for etikaf. The main aim, the main objective is what? To obtain and attain Laylatul Qadr. Understand that? That's the main thing. And not to go there with a carnival atmosphere and we're going to have a big jol. Your mother must send us, your wife must send us, my daughter will send us and then we have a big chow before Tarawi, after Tarawi and all that and all that. See, that is not the right spirit. It's totally unacceptable. <laughs> last point I want to make because we're starting last 10 days. My last 10 days are starting tonight because I started fasting Thursday. So I think many of you are aware of it. So anyway, you must remember those of you, South Africa, other part of the world, if you started fasting on Thursday, then your last 10 nights starts tonight. So you must remember, I will just give you this incident and then there's a book called Mata Laylatul Qadri by Sheikh Hamada. Excellent book. That student who gave it to me, he passed away. Allah Ta'ala grant him Jannatul Firdaus. Tragic accident. Allah grant him Jannatul Firdaus. Nevertheless, so there is this incident written. Beautiful. One day, Amirul Mu'mineen, Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he summoned the senior, senior Sahaba. He said, emergency meeting, like now. 
And he called Abdullah bin Abbas. Abdullah bin Abbas is very, very young. So they, the senior Sahaba, they objected and inquired from Amirul Mu'minin, said Umar, what does Fatah, what this youngster is doing here? We got children, grandchildren his age. Said Umar was a genius, he kept quiet. He said, today on the menu, on the agenda is one issue. So what is on the agenda? Mata Laylatul Qadri. When is Laylatul Qadr? Said Umar is asking. The Sahabi, that Sahabi, that Sahabi, that. He finished. Everybody gave their opinion. Ma ra'yuka ya fatah. What you say, O youth, Abdullah ibn Abbas? He said, Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Iltamisuha fil ashril awakhir e fil otar. That in the odd nights of the last ten nights. So we now know it's in the last ten nights. So, but in the last ten nights, which night? The seventh one. So 27th night. Now you're sitting with Sayyidah Umar. You're sitting with Sahaba. When you say something, you have to now substantiate, corroborate it with Dalil. So he tells in Umar, these are my Dalail and evidence. Look at upwards. Allah created seven skies. Look downwards. Seven earth, seven land, seven sand. Look at me and you. We went through seven stages in life. Surah 23, verses 12, 13, 14. The Sahaba are now just listening. They look at this youngster speaking. Seven stages you went through, O human being, and then your mother gave birth to you. Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, look at the food we consume. فَأَنْبَتْنَا فِيَا حَبَّهُ وَإِنَبَهُ وَقَدْبَهُ وَزَيْتُونَا If you go and I go and count it in the ending of Abba Sawatawalla is eight. But the eighth one is the animal's food, Abba. Abba is to arm lidawab for the animals. So human being is seven food mentioned there. How many times is Tawaf? Seven rounds. How many times is Safa Marwa? Seven. He gave examples like that. Sayyidina Umar looked at him and smiled. Sahaba, you objected. You saw him now? Bahrul Uloom, the ocean of knowledge. Hmm. Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made dua for him. Allahumma allimhu. Allahumma allimhu ta'weel wa faqihu fi deen. Give him the understanding of the Quran, Ya Allah, and give him the faqih, that he must become the faqih and the jurist of Islam. See. So he passes away there in Taif in the year 68. Muhammad bin Hanafiya, the Sayyidina Ali San, radiallahu an. So his son, he was a tabi'i. He performed his salatul janaza. So our advice to you, you want to make khatmul Quran, all that, you can do any odd night, but best is 27 night. Wallahu wal muwafiq. Allah give us tawfiq. Taqabbal Allah minna wa minkum. Sali al-amal. Allah accept everybody's good deeds. Ameen. Ya Rabbul Alameen. Quickly, let me just give you the programs and we make dua for our sister Fatima Padia who passed away. Hajibai Padia's brother's wife. The brother passed away long time. Amkis. Now his wife passed away. And Janaza is after Zohar, right?
Janaza is Gee, uh, after Zohar, 12.30 Jews start. Yeah, so after Zohar day in Masjid, you understand, then Spingo Beach there. So Allah Ta'ala grant the Marhuma Jannat al-Firdaus. We make dua for her and the family. Allah grant them Sabre Jamil. So Ameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaah.